Hi everyone, I extend a very warm welcome to all listeners joining us today. My name is Jasmine Omboy and I am delighted to be your host. On this episode, we shall be tackling a topic on anxiety disorders with an expert who has been on this platform before. Make sure you listen to the very end because we get to learn about some medical conditions that mimic anxiety disorders. Let's learn a thing or two. Since the start of the global pandemic, COVID-19, I have experienced several panic attacks and I got to understand what anxiety was all about. It usually feels so scary and sometimes that feeling could last for hours. Thankfully, it's been months since my last attack, but I have learned how to handle situations better. Our guest today will tell us more about anxiety disorders, how they present themselves and how to get treatment. I realize that many people are ignorant about this issue. So let's all equip ourselves with knowledge to not only help ourselves, but also to help others. Welcome. Hi, Hilary. Please introduce yourself to our first time listeners and maybe just add by telling us what field in your medical career you enjoy handling the most. Uh, hey, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dr. Hilary Tarus. I am a general practitioner. Uh, it's not my first time on this show. I appreciate you, Amboy, for having me back again onto this platform. I don't take it, I don't take it lightly. Uh, I had a very good time, amazing time. The last time I was on 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 your platform, Molimo uh, Kipepeo um, podcast, of course. Uh, my professional interest is uh, I'm a general practitioner, in other words, a medical officer. But I have a keen interest in two fields: uh, cardiology and and of course mental health. And uh, I think. What I can say about those two things, because they seem not to be on the same plane or on the same scale, if you know anything about the medical field, is that there's the things that you want to do and then there's things that, you know, that needs to be done. You know, I want to do cardiology, but I believe there's a lot that needs to be done as far as mental health is, um, you know, is concerned. Um, so, yes, that's where I am right now. So I'm a medical doctor who wants to do cardiology, but who needs to uh, do something in the field or in the front of mental health or at least try to uh like like i said uh in in the previous episode i believe it was episode 18 you know steer this ship into the right direction and uh, me and molimo kipeopeo uh, met through his brother his name is dr uh dr philip kirubi uh, he's a medical officer and uh in, in in coast province we were kenyan students studying medicine in china and, and that's how we, we 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 got to know each other so molimo kipeopeo thank you very much uh, i really look forward to you know sharing with you the topic of today which is anxiety uh, disorders what exactly is anxiety disorder and which type is the most common uh, so first of all to answer that question I think it's important to number one indicate that um, anxiety is not necessarily a bad thing it, it's actually a normal human emotion that was advantageous to our survival you know because uh, the world was not always this safe uh, 100 200 years ago the world was a much more dangerous place and it would benefit you to be anxious living in that world of your surroundings and i always give you an example say uh, your great great grandfather was walking in the forest one day and uh, he had a tend- tendency or propensity propensity to be anxious about the things that are happening around him so if he had footsteps behind him you know some leaves crackling here and there and he 
immediately assumed it was a lion because he's an anxious man and ran away. Uh, he stood a better chance of surviving than a man who was more confident and assumed that it was just the wind, you know, on a bounce of probabilities. So uh, just the feeling of anxiety is not necessarily ter- a terrible thing to have. It is actually, um, you know, it's how human beings have evolved uh, psychologically to handle the world around them. So when is anxiety uh, considered to be a disorder in other words how do we define anxiety disorder first of all there has to be the feeling of anxiety but then again it has to uh, measure to a certain criteria you know and uh, the four criteria which we use to discern whether or not anxiety is pathological is that one there has to be you know a significant avoidance of the said stimuli you know um, it has to be a, the level of anxiety that interferes with your normal functioning uh, it has to be, you know, disproportional to the threat that is before you. Um, yeah, and also it has to be persistent even in, in un- unthreatening situations. The most common is phobias. Uh, the acute episode of the anxiety is usually precipitated by an exposure to a specific trigger. And the onset of, of the anxiety is predictable, unlike in panic disorder. So the patient may escape said trigger in the initial stages and then later develop a tendency to avoid uh, them all. And there's three types of phobias. You have the simple phobias, uh, which is uh, you have agoraphobia, and then you have social phobia. So with simple phobias, you have a patient being uh, having developing a phobia for a specific thing, like a snake, uh, heights, or frogs, you know, or needles, spiders, whatever case it may be. Uh, you have uh, agoraphobia, which is a fear of crowds, you know, public places, leaving your home, traveling alone. Then you have social phobia, which is the fear of being uh, the focus of attention or fear of, 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 of behaving in an embarrassing way in public. You know, uh, It may lead to fear of attending things like parties or like eating in restaurants, You know, using public toilets, assigning documents in front of others. What are some of the common symptoms of anxiety disorder? So the symptoms that you'd see uh, would, uh, of course, depend on the type of anxiety disorders. There's about 10 types of anxiety disorders, but there's usually six main ones that you will come across in the medical field. You have generalized anxiety disorder, you have uh, panic disorder, you have phobias, uh, you have obsessive compulsive disorder, and then you have post-traumatic stress disorder, and then you have what is known as separation anxiety disorder. So just to tell you some of the symptoms you might see in, in each one of these, for example, uh, in generalized anxiety disorder, you'll see uh, muscle tensions around the shoulders and the neck. Uh, you have a patient who is restless and irritable. There will be difficulty in concentration. Uh, there could be uh, initial insomnia, which basically means you are unable to fall, to initiate sleep. You could have symptoms like palpitations, uh, sweating too much, shaking. You, know, you could have a dry mouth. Uh, you could have abdominal discomfort. You could have numbness. Uh, you could have what is known as uh, globus pharyngeus, which is a sensation that there's something stuck in your throat, which is all of, of usually mostly uh, uh, misdiagnosed as uh, allergies or a cold or a sore throat, whatever case it may be. And then in, when it comes to the case of panic anxiety disorder, you have these episodes of acute onset of severe anxiety that we know, we call as panic attacks. So a panic attack can express itself as you know a sudden feeling of palpitations. You know, you have your sweating. Uh, it can come as a feeling of choking. Uh, you, a patient can report of heaviness in the chest or difficulty in breathing. Uh, and uh, most panic attacks might be misdiagnosed as an asthmatic attack. Uh, when it comes to phobias, um, 
you know you can you have the same symptoms that you'd see in all the other most of our, most of the other anxiety disorders but these symptoms will be set off by exposure to a certain thing a certain object or stimuli that you are that you that you've developed a phobia over like for example if it's clown or heights you know snakes whatever case it may be uh in the case of uh, obsessive compulsive disorder OCD you find a case where a patient is obsessed you know a patient has a, has a you know uh, has like a, a recurrent and intrusive a very inane uh, an ignorable uh, distressing thought or impulse or you know or image arising from a subject's mind and recognized as such uh, it, it it also involves themes of contamination doubt safety uh, symmetry religion uh, illness and violence and also there's an element of compulsion attached to it so you have two things you have an obsession and you have an element of compulsion and and the compulsion I'd describe it as a repetitive uh, an irresistible time consuming behavioral ritual uh, that is performed in an attempt to neutralize the anxiety induced by obsession you know despite uh, the patient being aware but the ritual is unnecessary a good example is during the height of the covid-19 pandemic there was a picture that was circulating on news feeds of a woman who was washing her vegetables uh, with with detergent with soap yeah that's a it's a classic example of where you can see ocd take place and and then in the case of uh, post traumatic stress disorder you'd see the same symptoms that i've mentioned above you know you know the the sweating whatever case it may be but these symptoms would usually uh be uh, come after a, a traumatic event you know you have a patient with the symptoms that i've mentioned of anxiety but there's also an element of uh, the patient underwent some sort of trauma or catastrophic event uh, you know um and then um, yeah so those are just basically some of the common symptoms you see of in you know in different anxiety disorders uh, of course it might vary from one person to the other depending on uh, the type of anxiety disorder that they they actually have how is anxiety disorder treated and diagnosed diagnosing an anxiety disorder is actually a much more complex process and you know, than people would assume it would be uh first of all you'd have to establish that the the feelings of anxiety the patient is having is is pathological it's not normal based on the criteria that I had mentioned before like the significant avoidance of the said stimuli um, it does not it, it it interferes with the normal functioning of the patient and also it's not proportional to the threat at hand i'll give you an example if i find you shaking uh, and sweating and you're having difficulty in breathing whatever case it may be uh, but then again there's a lion uh, 10 feet away from us I, i will not rule you out as having an anxiety disorder no uh, because your re- response is proportional is, is is actually merited based on the circumstances that you find yourself in uh, also you know the feeling also has to be persistent even in a threatening condition fine so once you've established this you also have to uh, rule out other conditions you know uh, that can mimic the said symptoms uh, and you know it, it's it's really incumbent upon you as a as a healthcare profession to to make sure that you're you know if a, for example a patient is coming in with chest pains and difficulty in breathing before you rule that out as anxiety disorder you have to rule out uh, you know uh, asthma for example or any other chest diseases that would cause a patient to develop difficulty in breathing or whatever case it may be so you need to first of also rule out all the other physical illnesses that can present in the same manner as anxiety disorder and then after you've reached that point you have to understand that different anxiety disorders have different criteria you know uh, different types of question you'd ask uh, 
the patient so that you can narrow it down. Like say, for example, um, you know, you've established that the patient has anxiety disorder based on the, you know, the, the first two points that I've put out. Um, now you want to know whether or not the patient has, uh, could it be post-traumatic stress disorder? So you're looking for that traumatic event that happened in the, in the patient's, um, in the patient's uh, life. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a very rigorous process because uh, you do not want to misdiagnose a patient with a heart problem uh, as having anxiety disorder. That would be very uh, catastrophic to you know, the, the well-being of the patient. The main uh, the main mode of treating anxiety disorder is based on two principles. You have psychotherapy and then you have medication. So psychotherapy therapy basically it means just you know uh, uh, talking to the patient, you know, developing certain behaviors that help them to identify triggers of the anxiety, how they got to being anxious, and how they can self monitor, uh, how they can cope with the said situations. Now, in the case that does not work, you might have to employ uh, medication, you know. Uh, there's certain uh, drugs, you know, we call, we have uh, what, is, what are known as selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, you have tricyclic antidepressant, you have benzodiazepines, you have uh, uh, ser- serotonin uh, neuropinephrine reuptake inhibitors. These are just basically drugs that try to reestablish the chemical imbalances that are leading to your anxiety disorder. Of course, this is uh, under the guidance and supervision of uh, of a psychiatrist or a, or, or, or a healthcare, you know, a, a mental healthcare expert. So usually in Kenya, what happens mostly is that people would resort to, to you know, to using drugs because there's a shortage of people to conduct, there's a shortage of therapy, so people to conduct this therapy. So uh, we rely heavily on, on, on medication. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, then also tell us, what are some medical conditions that mimic anxiety? Because there are those that look like anxiety. It's not anxiety, but they 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 sound like the same. Because there are people listening to you talking about the symptoms, and they're like, mm, "That sounds like something I could be having right now." Maybe that's not anxiety; it's something else. So, what are these medical conditions that mimic anxiety? Ah, uh, actually, those two questions connect very well. So, uh, like I'd mentioned before, there are certain physical illnesses that can present, you know, borrowing the same symptoms from anxiety. Uh, for example, if you're a heart problem, if you're having, a, you know, like a heart attack, you could, you'll have palpitations, you'll have chestness, you can have dizziness. The same way as a person having a panic attack would be. If you have asthma, the same, the same. Uh, one thing that you would see, uh, you know, in, in, in your pract- in my practice, uh, especially, you know, working around the CBD area, is uh, a lot of people with panic anxiety disorder would, you know, be treated as asthmatic patients, uh, be put on Ventolin inhalers, um, which really does not help, you know. Um, diabetes as well would, you know, is a disease that would mimic anxiety. In other words, uh, for example, if a patient is having an episode of hyper or hypoglycemia, they would have dizziness, they would have disorientation. Uh, hyperglycemia would present with dry mouth, like I said it would before. Uh, hyperthyroidism is, is usually is, is very sim- presents very similarly to anxiety. Patient will be nervous, they'll have tremors, they'll be restless, and then they'll also be easily anxious. So it's incumbent upon you to check that the, you know the thyroid function of the patient. Uh, you have uh, you know diseases of you know like irritable bowel syndrome will give you abdominal uh, abdominal discomfort. Will give you butterflies. Uh, you know lung diseases. Uh, you know. 
yeah so those those are some of the 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 common illnesses that you know would mimic anxiety disorder tell our listeners where they can reach you uh so if you want to reach me you can reach me on my instagram my name is dr tarus that's d r t a r u s uh, at present i uh, you can find me in cardinal otunga plaza on uh, the first floor uh you know karen hospital clinic uh, you know karibu monyote mokaribishwa tunatibu kila kitu mali kupotea mapenzi landlord kusahau kuitisha rent finally what is your parting shot what is that one thing that one thing that you'd like people to remember in conclusion uh, i would say this uh from you know diving deep into this topic of anxiety and anxiety disorders and also from from uh you know being in the same room with people with the said condition and interacting with them i've come to realize one thing at a personal level at a personal level that anxiety disorder is based on two principles one uh the lack of control or at least the fear of lack of control and then number two it's based on this innate uh self realization that you're not where you're supposed to be that you're not doing what you are supposed to do fundamentally it's based on 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 two two those two principles and i'll say this there's very few things that life uh, gives you the pleasure of having control over you don't control where you're born your gender your race or whatever case it may be you know uh so for the few things that you can actually control in your life you owe it onto yourself to take control over them you cannot choose how much how much uh problems life will throw at you but you can choose how you'll handle the stress and anxiety that life brings to you you know because at the end of the day anxiety does not solve any problems if anything it creates more problems you know increases the risk of you developing cardiovascular illnesses in the future it ruins the quality of life that you're living and uh, you live in a state of perpetual fear which is not enjoyable you know it's uh, it's not it's not where you want to be you know uh, and then second If you're not on your path, get on your path, get on your purpose. It will really uh greatly get to um you know reduce the levels of of anxiety that you have and also certain things like social interaction, uh developing a new hobby, completing tasks, exercise, a balanced diet, proper sleep, simple things that will, you know, create a very huge difference in your life. So, once again, Mwalimu Kipepeo, thank you for inviting me back onto your show. <laughs> I look forward to the next and the next session that we'll have. Uh, thank you very much and uh, enjoy your weekends. On February 18th, 1953, the movie based on a true story, Bona Devil, debuted in New York as the first ever 3D film in the motion picture industry. It was also the first feature-length 3D film in color and the first 3D sound feature in English. Bona Devil is a film set in British East Africa in the early 20th century with a plot based on the man-eaters of Savo. Now you know. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Molly Mukipepeo. Please like our Facebook page for brand new episodes every week. Remember to like and share this episode with everyone you know. I'm Jasmine Nombwe. Let's meet next week for another learning experience. Ciao.